from the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by M-Drive. Honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inn and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express, your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey, the 2019-2020 WCHL champions look to make it three in a row. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in comfort. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. It's starting to sound a little bit more familiar now after we changed the name. Um, We had to get rid of it because I hated the word club. These guys work way too hard to be club hockey players. So Great West College Hockey Podcast is what it is now. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado, where we went from snow yesterday to sunshine and beautiful weather today to snow tomorrow, from what I understand. And my co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Where it wasn't uh, snowing yesterday and it's not snowing today, um, but uh, we had a little bit of wind yesterday, <laughs> so we had we had some wind. And, oh, I feel for you. <laughs> I yeah, oh feel yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just settling into that Colorado. You're loving that snow and, and welcome. And- uh, you know what I like about it? I, I don't mind the snow when it snows and then it goes away. But what I really don't like is uh, like living in Minnesota where it's 31 below uh, air <laughs> temperature. You could be in Minnesota right now where it's it, below zero. Well, once it snows there, then you get it followed up by bitterly cold weather and the snow doesn't melt to forever uh colorado it goes and we're gonna be in the 50s again this weekend so can't argue that a bit uh great show coming at you tonight because there's a huge matchup number three and number four are gonna match up um out on the east coast so uh we said you know what if they're gonna match up on the east coast how about if we uh we visit with the coach tonight uh, from Liberty University. So we'll be getting to uh, head coach Kirk Handy here in just a minute. Uh, I did want to get into the standings real quick, or the rankings, I should say. So, Stephen, if you got them, why don't you start us off tonight? Yeah, so the uh, Lindenwood University is still number one. They haven't been able to play any games in, in a while, but uh, they were supposed to play the NCA Arizona State program last week, and but games got postponed. But they're still number one, 11-0. I guess if you don't play and you don't win or you don't lose, I guess you maybe can stay and stay where you are. So that's where they are. Uh, number two is uh, Minot State. Uh, they are 16-2-0. They're ranked number two. Liberty is number three. Uh, UNLV is number four. And Iowa State is number five, so that's all stay the same. Actually, Adrian is six, Central Oklahoma seven, Stony Brook is eight. So that's all stayed the put. What's changed? And, and look at what happened at number nine. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. What's changed is Missouri State now is at number nine. They've jumped a spot from ten, and then you got uh, Indiana Tech rounds off the top ten, and they moved three spots because they were thirteen, and they're now number ten. Okay, so uh, th- that's the top ten. Eleven is Illinois. Uh, 12 is Jamestown, 13 Maryville, 14 Pittsburgh, 15 Ohio, 16 Arizona, 17 Michigan Dearborn, 18 is Utah, who still hasn't played. I think they play this weekend. I hope they do anyway. Uh, Niagara at 19, Aquinas at 20, Delaware 21, Davenport 22, uh, Midland at 23, Arizona State, who got two shootout victories over Grand Canyon, is in at number 24, and Rhode Island 
in at number 25. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're plugging right along. I mean, this is uh, just uh, – <laughs> Uh, I mean, and, and, and Jamestown and, and Minot State are playing for like the 20th time this year tonight. I believe they're in action. So, <laughs> oh, God, well, I love that. I guess it couldn't be true because uh, Jamestown's only nine, eight, and four. So, yeah, I guess that equals 20 games. <laughs> but they played other teams, obviously. They played you know. So, but it just seems like that's all they that's all they do is play each other all year long. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's where the uh, rankings stand. It's ranking number fourteen, computer rankings, uh, as I've been told and 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 learned. I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> I am not supposed to worry about the rankings until they get to the final twenty. That's when I'm supposed to worry about it, according to uh, the WCHL commissioner Chris Perry. He said, "Don't look at it week to week. Just look at it at the end when when we get we always get the right." 20 teams in the uh, ACHA national tournament. So that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm just going to lay back and relax and, and let things happen the way they happen because uh, it's out of my control. Yeah, it's out of your control. It's out of my control. But about, about a month away, we will have an, an idea of who is going to – well, we'll have a really good idea of who's going to be in the national tournament. We can kind of suspect which teams might – some teams might, that might get in, but there'll be some others that will get in with auto bids and stuff. And, of course, there's still a, an auto bid up for grabs in the in the WCHL, and that's heating up, and, and we'll maybe talk about that as we go through the show after we have our guest on. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I just really love this. We're kind of in full-on action now. As you said, Utah hasn't been able to play, but they're finally going to get into some games to, to the second half of this year as they wind down their schedule in this next month or so. So it's really heating up, uh, even though it's cold and snowing where you are and it's a little windy here and in the 50s and 60s here. It's heating up on the ice uh, for, for our uh, WCHL teams and certainly for the, the whole ACHAs. That that is a fact, my friend. Um, okay, so let's do this real quick. Give us a rundown of what's going on in the WCHL uh, this weekend, and then we're going to jump in and and just start talking hockey with the head coach from Liberty uh, here in just a couple minutes. So, uh, what's going on this weekend in the WCHL? Uh, leave uh, the UNLV Liberty one for last, please. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of uh, we're kind of at this point so we look at the WCHL standings and there's as we've talked about uh, real quick uh, each team the eight, 10 teams they play 20 league games and uh, whoever gets the the top spot will get the uh, auto bid into the national tournament other teams will probably get into but uh, you look right now at the standings uh, central oklahoma is at 42 points missouri state is at 40 points unlv is at 36 so those are really the three teams that realistically have a chance to to win still uh, UNLV and Arizona played a couple games last week, and UNLV uh, squeaked out an overtime win and a regulation win, so that kind of separates them a little bit. But uh, but Missouri, Central Oklahoma six points, so there's four games left for Central Oklahoma, Missouri State, UNLV uh, in in WCHL play. So that's a maximum of 12 points because you get three points for regulation win. Anyways, big series this week, and really a really big series just within the WCHL, as you're going to have Missouri State taking on Central Oklahoma this weekend. And uh, really, depending on what happens that, that weekend set, the, whoever comes out on top of that probably will pretty much solidify the WCHL. Um, UNLV kind of still in the mix a little bit, depending on how this weekend goes. If they, each team wins a game, maybe UNLV still has a chance. But um, if Missouri, but UNLV still has to – they're six points behind Central Oklahoma, they're, uh, they're, which – People look and say, "Well, UNLV's had a really good season. They've only lost three games, but they had a, they've had some of their wins in overtime in the WCHL, and you get less points for an overtime or a shootout win, so that's hurt them a little bit." But, uh, but yeah, um, is it a big deal? As we talked with uh, Dana Lane in the past, maybe not a big deal if you want to win the WCHL, but it will guarantee that you do get in. And if you're looking for for a guarantee, there it is. But big series this weekend: Central Oklahoma, Missouri State. That's going to be a huge series, of course. What we're going to be talking about tonight is a big series as well between uh, UNLV, who's a WCHL team, Liberty, who's not. But, of course, you're talking about two top five teams. So that's a big big in its own right. Absolutely. Uh, do you have a Utah schedule on who they're playing tonight, this week? Oh, sure. Let's, so we can do that. Let's go run down. Uh, so uh, Arizona, we should mention that Arizona State and Arizona are playing each other this weekend. Starting Tucson, tomorrow night, actually. Thursday night is Pink the Rink in, in Arizona. Yeah, so you got that going on. And then – on Friday, uh, Grand Canyon's going to host Canisius College uh, at Arizona Ice Arcadia. And then uh, Utah, I believe, we go down. We'll look at uh, 
Colorado here too. If I see that first here, you've got uh, yeah, Colorado actually are going to be playing Utah. So Utah will be hosting Colorado this weekend. Um, so that should be a good series. And then you got Colorado State against uh, Oklahoma. So uh, those are the other two matchups uh, this weekend. As we mentioned, Central Missouri State and North Central Oklahoma uh, playing each other this weekend as well. So. Okay, lots of action you, you would expect at the end of January and getting into February, making that push towards the national tournament. Let's wait no longer. Let's go uh, to the head coach from Liberty University, Kirk Handy, and uh, and talk a little Liberty hockey and find out what's going on. It's a big weekend coming up. So, Coach, you got Scott and Stephen with you tonight. First of all, thanks for coming on, and how are you? Well, great. Thanks for having me on, Scott and Stephen. Uh, uh, Scott, always great uh, great catching up with you, and uh I appreciate what you guys do out there for college hockey. Well, absolutely. And it's a big matchup for you. Number three against number four, uh, right in your backyard. So uh, what do you expect out of the Rebels when they come to town this weekend? Well, I expect a a very similar game to what we played in Chicago, a a tight uh, physical uh, game with, uh, with, with two top five teams and, uh, you know, if the game in Chicago is any indication of what uh, the next 120 minutes of hockey is going to look like, I think uh, fans are in for a real treat. So let me ask you real quick, uh, what's the weather going to be like in uh, Virginia this weekend when, <laughs> when UNLV makes the trip out there? What is the weather going to be like? I'm not going to be there, but, but in my mind, what, what kind of weather, if I was there, would I be experiencing if I was there? Yeah, we got 43 on uh, Friday and 70% chance of snow. Now, snow in Lynchburg's probably not going to be much. And uh, Saturday, it looks like 32 degrees. So good hockey weather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Way to go, Coach. <laughs> um, let, me, let me ask you this. Since we don't get a chance to follow you as closely as we'd like, tell us a little bit about your roster and uh, – and your record and, and how you got to where you're at and where you want to go from this point forward. Well, yeah, we've, uh, you know, we, we had 11 new faces in our lineup this year. So, uh, you know, we were, uh, started off the year kind of, uh, trying to identify exactly what we had with the, with the new players we brought in, but we've been very impressed with the young men that we've brought in. They're a, a big fit, from a cultural standpoint, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, we're looking for a certain type of student athlete uh, here at Liberty and, and, uh, those 11 guys fit our culture, uh, are, are great fits. And from a hockey perspective, they've, they've all fit in, fit in well, and they've been interchangeable parts in, in and out uh, of different lines and in and out of the lineup. And, uh, you know, we've been, uh, we've been pleasantly surprised with, uh, with the, uh, players uh, and what they've been able to do on the ice, off the ice, we knew what what we were getting. Um, but on the ice, we've been uh, you know excited uh, uh, to see what we have here with our program. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I just look through your roster and I look at what seven or eight guys with twenty points or more, which tells me you've got some balanced scoring. Uh, going on there, but talk a little bit about your uh, your leading score. I know he's only up by two points on on your second place, but uh, Jason Fultz must be having a good year for you. Yeah, Jason, he's a he's a uh, he's a fantastic young man. He he came in last year was his freshman year, and I think Jason uh, one of the things he really tried to work on was the consistency of his game. Very offensively talented, but. Uh, you know, really trying to get that 200 foot game down. And, and we've really seen a, a maturity in Jason uh, from last year to this year. And he's become a dominant player, uh, someone who, uh, you know, who, who's become a, a key contributor for us. And, uh, you know, he's playing on the top line for a reason. He can, uh, you know, he, he can, he, he can uh, be a big offensive juggernaut for us. So let me ask you about the goaltending a little bit. Uh, you've, you've most of the games this year have been started by Hunter uh, Virostek. Hopefully, I said that correctly. Um, Two point eighteen goals against average. But your other goaltender has played only in four games. He's got a goals against right around two. So how nice is it to have two goaltenders that you can rely on on any night? Well, great. And in fact, all, all three of them have been uh, have been great for us over the last few years. Uh, you know, Hunter's seen the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, large share of games this year. Uh, he's been excellent for us. Uh, 
Um, you know, he's, he's someone who I believe is one of the top goaltenders in the ACHA and he's someone who, you know, what you're going to get every night out of him. And, uh, he, he makes a lot of, uh, saves that he shouldn't make. And, uh, he always makes the ones that, that he should make. So he's, uh, he's very uh, reliable for us, especially early in the season with a young team. Uh, he was, uh, he was left on his own back there, uh, quite a few times. And, uh, there was quite a few games that, uh, that that he put the team on his back for sure coach you probably heard us break down the uh, the top 10 teams and, and i think those are really solid programs all the way from top to bottom lindenwood is a little different this year they've only played 11 games uh due to covid which we all thought would be maybe tapering off a little bit and maybe it is in some parts but um your thoughts i guess on the top 10 uh, acha ranked teams right now well, I'm even going to back it up to top uh, 15, Scott. I really feel like uh, the, anyone in the top 15, uh, you know, has got a shot at winning this thing. And, uh, you know, we went up to Stony Brook this past weekend and I uh, didn't have our A game on Saturday night. And they uh, they laid a, a beat down on us 5 nothing, and uh, were able to come back the second game and win the second game. But, you know, very, very, uh, very, very strong program there at, at Stony Brook. And, and as I look, you know, through Maryville and Jamestown, I mean, we, we played Jamestown earlier on in the year and, and they've got an excellent program, hardworking team, great goaltending. Um, you know, we haven't seen Iowa State and Central Oklahoma play, but from what I understand, they're, they're, uh, they're playing well. Look, uh, Ohio knocked us off early in the year and, and they've got a, a great program. They, they went out and, and beat Iowa State this past weekend. So it'll be interesting. They're, they're playing Lindenwood the next four, so you really get a good indicator on that. But uh, you know, uh, Minot, we've played Minot. They're solid. Uh, and obviously, uh, UNLV is a, is a, uh, is a strong program this year for sure. You know, I had a chance to see Minot State come down. I don't know if you heard the, the story or the, or the tale of their trip to Arizona, but it took them, uh, all of about 24 hours to, to get everybody to Arizona. They arrived about three or four hours before they played Grand Canyon on Thursday night. Uh, they were able to pull that one out. Um, then they went down and played Arizona on Friday night and then played their third game in three or basically two and a half days because Saturday's game was an early afternoon game. And, and I joked with, uh, with the coaches that, uh, man, oh, man, if that's not getting you ready for the national tournament, nothing is, right? Well, exactly. And, and I'll tell you, Wyatt's done a great job there. He was uh, he was a fantastic goalie uh, uh, a few years ago there in, in Minot and he's done a fantastic job uh, taking over that program uh, you know this year and and uh, you know he's he, he's right he you know because he's played uh, you know at Minot he's he's going to understand kind of that uh, you know what it's going to take at the national tournament to to win so uh, I, I look forward to, to them being a uh, you know a, a team who's right there at the end of the year as well. All right. Let me ask you about, about more about your guys' um, games when you guys are at home. Because we, I think we've talked about this before we were on the show, but just for, as a reminder, uh, you guys have probably one of the best environments in the ACHA um, from what I've seen. Uh, packed arenas every game. And I believe this weekend, when you host UNLV, one of the games is going to be your, your famous midnight game, if, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, talk, tell us, take us inside what it's like at a, at a Liberty uh, home game uh, there in Lynchburg. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. It's a fantastic environment. You know, the uh, uh, we've been very blessed uh, with the facilities that we have on campus, and uh, our student body is fantastic. They come out and support our our team and and are loud. Uh, I would anticipate both games being sold out this weekend. I know uh, Saturday's almost sold out. I know uh, fr- Friday's uh, ticket sales are, are going really well, but uh, on Friday night we're, we'll have the pep band there, and it'll be a It'll be a rocking crowd, and and Saturday night for the uh, midnight game. I mean, it's uh, it'll be a sold out venue. People waiting a couple hours before the uh, doors open to to get in the rink, and it's a real exciting atmosphere. Uh, you know, for for our guys as well as visiting teams who are coming in. You know, we've got Michigan Dearborn, for example, uh, played us this past uh, September thirtieth, October first, uh, at the beginning of the year, and. Their coach said, "Hey, look, I want to do this again next year." So it's a it's a great uh, it's a great environment. I believe it's one of the unique environments, not only in the ACHA but uh, include NCA Division One. I. I mean, when you're playing in front of 
over 3,000 fans and in a sold out barn. Uh, it, it's a great atmosphere to be a part of. Coming out of uh, the pandemic, I guess we can say we're coming out of it now, but how have things been for you guys out there? I know you're independent, so you uh, you play your own schedule basically without a conference, but tell us a little bit about uh, how the COVID situation has been and how it's affected, if it has. Well, it affected us last year for sure uh, with the reduced crowd capacity. We had started the Earth a 1,000, and then uh, after the first weekend, we're down to 250 the rest of the year. So that, that was, uh, you know, it, it, for all the freshmen who were here last year, uh, they hadn't seen the, the atmosphere until this year. Uh, you know, the full capacity crowd and the energy in the building. So, uh, you know, it's definitely been, uh, been different. Uh, this year, you know, I've, I've felt uh, pretty good about it. We had our games canceled against Drexel uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, I think teams are, are, are trying to manage it uh, the best they can. I think that everyone understands that there are, there are uh, uh, concerns out there and, and they want to try and do the best job that, that they can to, to make sure that student-athletes are in a safe environment and, uh, and to make sure that they can keep playing. I think everyone wants to uh, keep playing and, and uh, have a great uh, – a great uh, opportunity for the student athletes this year. And it was tough last year, right? There wasn't a lot of uh, programs playing and the ones that were, you know, you felt like you were testing all the time and, and you felt like, uh, you know, every time the phone rang on a Wednesday from the coach who was coming in on Friday, you were like, <laughs> should I answer it or shouldn't I answer it? You know, right. uh, but, uh, but it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a season unlike any other, that's for sure last year. But, you know, I, I feel like uh, overall, um, you know, uh, you know the uh, the virus has been around uh, our, our guys now for for uh, two two years, and I feel like uh, you know those of guys who who have had it have had it, and um, you know some have had it multiple times, and, and so you know uh, overall I think you know we've done a great job of of doing what we need to do to protect our student athletes and uh, and to keep playing. You know that's the craziness of it all. I'm uh, I'm triple vaccinated, and yet between the second and third uh, injection that I took, I ended up with uh, uh, COVID pneumonia. Which, oh wow! Uh, my doctor told me, my doctor told me if if I hadn't been vaccinated, I I may not have uh, survived it, and certainly would have been in the hospital. But I was able to get through it after about a week or so, and my wife and I both had it, so it wasn't a lot of fun for us in uh, early December, but. Um, it's just, uh, it's one of those things where we've gotten to the point now where you just have to kind of expect you're going to get it <laughs> at some point and hopefully it's just not going to be severe, but, um, yeah, I think, I think everybody's done a great job. I, I want to follow that up just by asking your opinion. I've asked you this before, but, um, I think it's worth mentioning again. Everybody told me at the start of the pandemic, I said, Oh my goodness, this could really be the death nail for hockey. At, at all levels, because it maybe isn't the biggest draw. It's not the biggest moneymaker uh, on campuses, but um, it's just been the opposite, Kirk. I mean, NCAA has added teams. ACHA has stayed strong. Um, your thoughts on that, and, and is it just the hockey mentality, or is there something else behind it, in your opinion? Well, I, I think people are tired of, tired of being uh... – locked down uh either locked down or restricted and, and uh you know we we've had our best crowds uh that we've ever had uh, uh historically s since we uh, expanded the rink in 2015 so uh it's been it's been fantastic for us but i think it's also because last year uh people weren't able to get into the games and so i think there was a pent up uh, uh enthusiasm to, to get back out there and, and to enjoy college hockey and uh, it's such a unique uh I, th I think in these non-traditional hockey markets uh too scott you know uh where, where we're located or where unlv is or some of these other places where hockey hasn't been uh you know the number one sport there uh it, it really becomes a bit of a novelty and and people love to watch the physical aspect of it and the speed of it. And, and so it's, uh, it's been, it's been great. It's been real exciting for us to have, uh, you know, our hockey program here in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is, has never been a hockey market, but is, is adopting, uh, you know, the hockey culture. 
Okay, so let me ask you about that, about the hockey culture there. So you guys are in in Virginia, and uh, you, no NHL team is in Virginia, but you know, you're, I guess the closest NHL team would be the the Hurricanes, um, uh, and they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, do you guys feed off of anything from the the pro level out there? I guess you got the Charlotte Checkers, the American Hockey League team too. Um, uh, but this, uh, and I guess there's some other um, AH, maybe some other minor league teams out there. But talk about just the overall hockey culture there in that area with you guys, and then maybe some of the the pro teams and that you have out there and in that area with, with the hockey world. Yeah. Well, we, we, we have a, uh, obviously the Carolina hurricanes are about two hours away, a little over two hours away. And obviously the capitals are about just under three hours away from us. We have a Southern pro team one hour away in Roanoke and we have a, a good relationship with them. Uh, one of our coaches who coached, uh, who's our coaching staff, Dan Berthume played uh, obviously with Gretzky in the NHL and, Played in Winnipeg and a few different stops, Ottawa, Boston, uh, Minnesota, but then had a career in the East Coast hockey when Roanoke used to be in the East Coast. So so we have a lot of connections there. Actually, I have four sons, and my sons play youth hockey here, and and so we, uh, we're, we're very involved with the local uh, hockey area here, and, and it's, it's been growing, and it's been, uh, it's been exciting. But, uh, you know, I think – it, you know, it, it, Roanoke has always been a hockey town and Lynchburg in the past, uh, since 2006 has started to grow the hockey program here. And, and it, it's been really neat to see. Coach, I, I know you keep close tabs on, on everything in, in college hockey, both levels, NCAA and ACHA. But uh, when the announcement was made a while ago that four new teams are coming in, and for us, our eyes got big because it was San Diego state. It was Oregon out here on the, on the West coast, but uh, how exciting is that to see teams making that jump from D2 to D1 in ACHA as well? It's super exciting. And, and uh, what I love about it is that they're, uh, it's just not uh, geographically tied to one area. I mean, we're, we're getting teams from all over the United States. I, I would love to see, uh, you know, if I, if I talks with, uh, uh, you know, teams in Florida and other places like that, uh, you know, to, to see if they want to come up and, and play ACHA Division One. I. I would love to see it. I, I I really feel like you know the NHL has has grown uh, very well in these non traditional hockey markets, and it's created. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to you about Dan Berthumer uh, when he played with Gretzky. Uh, we had a string of California uh, players on our team, and they were all in that ninety three to ninety seven birth year, and they all came. You know, they all started hockey because of Gretzky going to LA. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. and so, so you see, uh, you know, a, a lot of these uh, schools, you know, Oregon and and these schools are that are coming in next year. I think it's going to be fantastic for for the ACHA and then hopefully one day the NCAA as well. You know, let me follow that up uh, real quick if I could, because the other thing that I think I've noticed over the last couple of years, Kirk, is it used to be uh, you'd ask a coach or, or somebody in a program about, um, you know, is there a chance that you would move from ACHA D1 to NCAA? And, and, and mom was the word. I mean, nobody really wanted to say one way or the other uh, or, or commit to it. But over the last couple of years, teams are just going like, yeah, okay, there's no surprise here. We want to go NCAA. I think uh, we all know that that's the goal of uh, UNLV. Uh, the Oregon coach, uh, Riley Orr, came out and told us flat out, that's our goal. We want to get there. We want to get to NCAA. I know. Uh, San Diego State said the same thing. We've done a feasibility study, and and we want to come out and go NCAA. So uh, I don't know if it's just the the times or or what, but it seems unusual to me that now everybody's talking about it as well. Well, there there definitely is a lot of chatter out there, Scott, uh, about that. And really, I think it comes down to a couple things. I, I think that there's an appetite for it at the NCAA Division One level to add more teams. But I also feel like, you know, teams are saying, wow, the ACHA Division One is a good brand of hockey. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been blessed with the opportunity to play Penn State their first year that, that, that they uh, transitioned. We, we played uh, Greg Powers, who's he's a good friend of ours. Uh, obviously, he was ACHA Division One program for many years. We played them their first year. Um, and so, you know, and then we played Long Island last year. And, uh, you know, next year with getting the opportunity to play um, University of Anchorage, Alaska, you know, um, 
it, it's just it's, it's great opportunity. And what I think, you know, teams who are in the ACHA say, wow, you know, it's a good brand of hockey. And, and uh, you know, if we can get the schools behind it and uh, some excitement there, you just never know. Uh, you know, who, who's part of your alumni or who's part of the, uh, you know, support out there who, who wants to see, you know, an Oregon State or or a UNLV or some of these other programs go NCAA Division One. I. I mean, you know, years ago, uh, I've been uh, involved coaching 22 years in the ACHA and, and played before that. And uh, Penn State was always kind of the uh, kind of the Alabama uh, of uh, of ACHA Division One. And, and uh, then, you know, one day, they get uh, Terry Pagula, who comes along, who, who donates all that money for their program to go NCAA Division One. So, you know, very similar to Greg out at Arizona State. He was able to have a successful year, and and uh, a donor whose son was on the team came along and uh, was able to fund the program. So, you know, I, I think you're starting to see a whole lot more of that uh, talk and conversation be out there. Whether or not it's going to happen or not, I guess that's the other thing. But, <laughs> right. but at least there is conversation and usually where there's conversation, there's usually, um, you know, some things happening behind the scenes that are, that are, you know, uh, that are really likely that uh, teams will add at the division one level. I know Steven wants to ask you about your, uh, your next season trip out to Vegas. So I'm going to save that for him, <laughs> but I want to tell you uh, this, and I'm sure you know it as well, cause you know, Greg so well, but everybody that I talked to Kirk, uh, and all the teams that I was just mentioning to you, um, basically tell them that, you know, we've had conversations with Coach Powers and the way he's moved up to NCAA. And and he's told me this, uh, if he's told me once, it's been a million times, um, <laughs> that if you're going to move up, uh, you have to have uh, basically three things. You have to have your school support. You have to have the funding. But one of the things that I know he's stressing real hard with a lot of teams is you have to be – at the very least, competitive at the, the level that you're at. And by competitive, he means like challenging for uh, a national tournament title. And uh, I know he's driven that into the guys at uh, UNLV. Uh, Riley Orr told me that again at Oregon that uh, Greg was uh, – he said he actually told me, he said, Greg's the reason I'm at Oregon. <laughs> so um, – but but you, I'm sure, agree with that as well, right? It's a, it's a three pronged type thing. You got to have the school, you got to have the finances, and, and you got to be like Greg says. If you if you can't win at ACHA D one level, you're going to be in big trouble if you try to make that jump. Well, exactly, and I, I to Greg's point, I think one of the biggest aspects of it is when you're doing well, uh, people are paying attention. Not not only people. Uh, you know, fans coming in, but people at the university as well. And so, uh, you know, for for our our program, like like other programs, you know, you want to continue to get better every year. And 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 not only with your on ice product, but with what you're doing uh, off the ice, what you're doing from a, a game management perspective, uh, the the way our student athletes are on campus, you know, the, the the way they battle in the classroom, the way they represent themselves in the community. It is all very, very important uh, for programs in order that the administration sees what they're doing and and uh, and, and and supports it. All right, Stephen, fire away because I know you're dying for that one. Boy, you read my mind there. Yeah, that was what I wanted when you when we were talking about the when you said you were going to play the team up there in Alaska, the NCAA, new NCA program there. Um, so I guess let me ask you about that then, because next year you are coming out to Las Vegas. You're going to be part of this this uh, little uh, week-long thing or however long it's going to be. Um, just how excited are you for that and for you to be able to come out here as a team and, and play play uh, as well as play UNLV but also play the Alaska team and, and, and to have that come together how it did? Well, I'm super excited and super thankful for the opportunity. You know, I, I believe God gives us opportunities each and every day uh, in our lives, and, and sometimes they're planned and sometimes they aren't planned. And, and this one, uh, you know, Anthony uh, and I had had a conversation earlier on uh, in that week uh, before UAA had come along and, and said, hey, look, let's play each other four times. And we, and we uh, scheduled the games. Then he called me. I forget where I was. I think I was in Florida by chance. I'm not sure. But he called me and said, hey, uh, UAA wants to play us and you, you know, would you be willing to, to do that when you're out here? I said, absolutely. You know, for opportunities like that, um, you know, I, I think you take full advantage of it. And, uh, you know, really, 
you know, it, that's why I enjoy playing, you know, the UNLVs, the Minots, uh, the teams uh, who are consistently going out there and trying to make their organizations better. And I think that when you do that, good things follow behind you. And, and you know, I think of last year when, when we were, had the opportunity to play LIU uh, at home, uh, which is even uh, crazier. Uh, it all stemmed from uh, Greg Powers again. Greg talking to Brett Riley and Brett saying, hey, look, we'd, we'd love to play you. Uh, uh, Greg Powers told me to call you and that you guys have done this before. And, and so, you know, I, I think to your point earlier, that's the way you build programs is by going out there and, and, uh, and trying to uh, continue to play the best competition you can and to, and to put your guys into a place where they know that you're trying to make your program better uh, day in and day out. So tell us about that week, because I understand, uh, my understanding of it is from Alaska anyway, is that they're going to play um, an NCAA series uh, in Tempe, and then they're going to bus up on Sunday or whatever, and then uh, play games. Is, is it Tuesday, Wednesday with uh, UNLV and yourselves, and then and then the following weekend uh, you'll play UNLV twice? Yeah, so we're actually, uh, I, uh, I believe they're playing them on the Wednesday, and then we're playing uh, UA on the Thursday, and then we play UNLV Friday, Saturday. Okay, so, so it's Wednesday through Saturday, basically. Yeah, but but you know we're we're super excited. We're we're already uh, planning to make it a big alumni event for our hockey program, and and uh, we're we're going to make sure that we've got uh, our alumni going out there. We're going to try and do a, a big alumni uh, activity and event out there as part of this whole thing. So you know we're we're super excited about it. Well, that, that's going to be a tough task to get people to want to go out to Las Vegas to watch your team play. <laughs> that's going to be a very tough task. I'm so, good luck with getting Yeah, exactly. Wanting, willing to. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's going to have to involve some golf and stuff out there, too, from what I'm hearing. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the weather's pretty nice that, that month, too, in, uh, in October, November. So. Okay, so, so tell us a little bit about uh, the rest of your schedule, Kirk, building up uh, to get to go to the, uh, the national tournament. I mean, uh, where you're positioned right now it would be a major collapse for you not to get uh, into the tournament. So I think we can safely say you're going to uh, St. Louis, but what's, what lies between this weekend and the national tournament for Liberty? Well, thanks for, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, for, for setting me up there, Scott. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're actually playing, uh, next weekend we're playing Minot at home. And so we've got them coming in for two more. And, uh, and then the week after we're going to uh, Ohio and Ohio, uh, this weekend and next weekend is playing Lindenwood. So, uh, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's going to add to the strength of schedule as well. And then the following weekend, uh, it will be our last weekend before nationals and we're playing uh, Jamestown at home. So, you know, we, we really like our schedule and what we have going down the stretch. All these teams, I believe are going to be at the national tournament and, uh, you know, we, we really want to be battle tested. You know, the, the biggest key for us is our strength of schedule and, and playing great competition week in and week out. Yeah, I totally agree. That's uh, extremely important. And then, of course, building up to, to playing the, uh, the brutal schedule that is the national tournament. Um, uh, your thoughts on, on uh, St. Louis hosting it and basically Lindenwood being the host team? Well, do you know I've never been to that facility actually, uh, but our our uh, our men's division I have two team is yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, I was gonna say our men's division two team's been there a few times, and, and our women's division one team. And I've heard uh, great things about the facility. Really looking forward to to going to it. Uh, you know, St. Louis was a great place uh, for us last year. You know, as far as host city, and, and uh, really looking forward to the tournament being out there again this year. Okay, final one for me. I know Steven's got another one for you, uh, but uh, final one for me is uh, as we look uh, at these uh, these teams that have been building and getting stronger and getting stronger and getting stronger, um, uh, how do I want to ask this? <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to find the right words here. Um, it looks like the strength of schedule is really a key to, uh, to building your position in the rankings. Um, correct on that? 
100%. Uh, it's probably the, uh, the most important reason why we left the ESCHL. We obviously have great relationships there, had really enjoyed our, our time in the conference. It was a huge benefit to our program. Uh, but what, what ends up uh, happening is you realize that your strength of schedule is the most important part of your ranking. And so uh, it's very, very important that you schedule uh, against the top programs. And so when we went independent, it allowed us some more flexibility to, you know, uh, play the Minots and, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, next year we've got four against UNLV, four against Adrian, uh, four against Stony Brook, uh, you know. So, you know, really looking forward to, again, uh, you know, playing uh, top teams from around the country, which allows you at the end of the year to, to put you in, in, a, in a great spot to, uh, to help. And you know what? I, I even looked at last weekend, Scott. Uh, last weekend, you know, we obviously lose 5 nothing to Stony Brook. Uh, you know, wasn't a solid effort from us. We've been off first game back, second semester, because our Drexel games were canceled. And uh, we didn't play well. And, and then the next game, we beat them 6-4. And I thought, you know, looking at the rankings, I thought we would have dropped to five, you know. So I was kind of thinking we were dropping two, and, and we stayed at three. So it, the gap got closer between us and number four, but it just shows you that, uh, you know, strength of schedule is, is the most important uh, uh, part of it. All right, Stephen, finish it up with Coach. Well, I'll finish up by we'll, we'll kind of bring it all back to how we kind of started with your series this weekend with UNLV. As you've said earlier, you're playing you're playing them uh, in your place. Now you already played them in Chicago, uh, but that was a, a while ago. They've they've gotten better, I'm sure, and you guys have gotten better. Um, I guess what I'm sure it wasn't I'm sure it was an advantage to play them already once, but now you're going to have them in your home barn. Um, I'm sure that's going to be a, an advantage that you guys will want to seek with that crowd you mentioned. So. Uh, what is it going to take this weekend for you guys to to get um, to get the wins against a, a tough UNLV team? Well, let's face it, uh, UNLV is is arguably the hottest team in the country right now. Sixteen wins in a row uh, against some some very strong opponents, and you can even see even some games where they don't have their A game, they're still able to pull out those victories. So uh, they're they're playing great hockey right now. For us, it all comes down to. Uh, us uh, having great starts out of the gate and playing for the full 60 minutes. And uh, with that, I think our, our, uh, our team, uh, if we can get a great start, uh, can continue uh, on for the 60 minutes. It's been something that's been inconsistent in our game this year is, uh, is starting out well. So uh, something that we're trying to refine as we go down the stretch is starting out well. Our second game at Stony Brook, you know, re re really liked the way we started that game. And, uh, you know, so uh, we, we want to build on that. And I, I, I believe in our guys. I, I just really like the guys we've got on our team this year. I believe there's a lot of character in that locker room. And, and uh, guys, guys really have a sense of urgency, uh, you know, as the season's been going along to, to achieve at the highest level. And so super excited to see uh, us play UNLV. Uh, Anthony and Nick have done a great job there, but really looking forward to the opportunity to, to play them. Coach, I'll end it on this. Um, I know you keep a close eye on, on the NCAA too, and I'm uh, having uh, this weekend, uh, I would have liked to have been watching your games, but unfortunately I've got uh, Air Force and Army playing right here in Colorado Springs. And um, I, my, my excitement has been building for like two weeks to see this rivalry. And I know that that's something that ACHA has been working on too, is to build rivals and, and rivalry series. But just your thoughts on, on two coaches like Frank Serratori and Brian Riley uh, going at it for the weekend. And then the second part of it is I know how close you and Greg are, and Greg's got a huge series. He says uh, to us anyway that it might be the biggest series in his program's NCAA history as they play number one Minnesota State. Well, I think both uh, both Brian Riley and, and – uh, territory they're both you know two 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 legends in the in the college hockey world and and uh both those guys have great programs and and uh can, can we can certainly learn a lot from from the way that uh, air force and army run their programs 
you know, Greg's been uh, been someone who's never been uh, who's never shied away from tough competition, and and Greg's uh, always got uh, a, you know uh, guys ready to play. Well, one thing I appreciate about Greg is uh, Greg's guys are are uh, are always enjoying the college journey and and always are ready to go on game day because they're excited to to play for Greg. And and so I have no doubt that uh, you know it wouldn't surprise me at all. If Greg pulls an upset, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, uh, you know, he's done a fantastic job there. So ho- hopefully he, he can pull out one. And if if uh, if he gets the first one, then uh, chances are pretty good. He might get that second one as well. Coach, we appreciate your time, uh, especially late night out there on the East Coast. But good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the way. It sounds like that schedule is uh, is going to be really, really one to uh, – to keep an eye on when you have Minot, Jamestown, uh, UNLV, all these teams coming to you right before the national tournament. And we will definitely see you in St. Louis. Stephen and I will both be there the week. Great. Thanks, uh, Stephen Scott. And uh, listen, I always appreciate what you guys are doing for the college hockey world. It's incredible uh, how far uh, how far it's come over the years that I've been involved and uh, look forward to seeing it get to uh, new heights as well. Absolutely. And I hope you heard that we uh, changed the name to the Great West College Hockey Podcast because we want to get rid of that club name. We just don't even want that associated I love with it. us anymore. <laughs> well, ho- 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 These guys work too hard can, for it. Yeah, and ho- hopefully you can start a Great East version as well. <laughs> That's coming up next. I, uh, Stephen wants right. to go out there again. He's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you guys He's are welcome at, at Liberty East time. Coast. <laughs> yeah, you guys are welcome right, at Coach, Liberty Yang all right, uh, guys, we'll have a great time. up on it for sure. All right, you too. Thanks, okay, head coach care. from Liberty University, Kirk Handy, joining us tonight. Steve and I will be right back in two minutes to wrap up another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. I'm already getting my parka ready. I'm getting my parka ready right now. <laughs> okay, you do that. <laughs> Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, out on beautiful, beautiful Long Island. <laughs> How about no, beautiful no, I'm not Las on Long Vegas? Island. I'm not on Long Island. There's only one. Long Island's only. <laughs> uh, it's only big enough for one of us, right? And that's Paul <laughs> Hornstein. Uh, anyway, uh, uh what a great conversation with Kirk Handy. He's one of the best uh, best coaches, best people I know in all of hockey. But just your thoughts on, on what you heard from Kirk tonight. No, yeah, I, I think it's always uh, when we have him on, I know we've had him on before, and, of course, you've, you've interviewed him at the national tournament last year, and he's just a, and at the Chicago Classic too. And he's, it's a great uh, – he's a great uh, wealth of knowledge and, and has a great um, um, – love of the game and and obviously uh has that uh, you know being being of course a coach of liberty and and what that school represents of course being a, a you know having a faith background there in, in that area and and instilling that into the team i remember last year at the chicago classic uh, you put in the you know that they did the little prayer circle at the end of the of the game uh, after a hard-fought game and i'm sure that'll be the case again this weekend with the you know uh, with that, and I just think that that's that's great things that we need. Uh, but you know, he talks about the uh, this the strength of schedule, and and I think that that's a real important key because um, you know it's interesting because he said that they were in a conference and they're now back to being independent, and and you know being in a conference can be great um, if you can get you know if you're do, doing well, but if the other teams in that conference aren't well doing well, then you're not gonna your strength of schedule is not gonna be good, and you you're going to get stuck in the middle of the pack. Like maybe some of these teams are, are right now in the, in the rankings. Uh, certainly that's not our issue with WCHL. We've talked about how strong this, this league is and how strong a lot of these teams are. And, uh, and so when you play games within the conference, it's, it's, it is a tough, tough battle every night. And I think that that helps too. Um, so that was, uh, the important there, but, uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be real, uh, exciting series this this weekend um it's gonna be fun i i he like i said it's um it's number four versus number or number three versus number number four so it's it's a big series and uh it should be exciting there in 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 lynchburg well and and let's let's look at this because currently as the rankings sit the top 18 teams include um five from the uh, wchl um, and I think there's going to be a push down the stretch for those teams to continue to try to move up. Obviously, top four is where you want to be because that gets you uh, a buy in the tournament. 20-team uh, tournament, there are going to be some automatic bids. So uh, to be safe, I think you would like to be uh, 17 or better. Um, but Utah's, so that Utah's leaves, kind of on the cusp right now. Is, yeah, so that leaves Utah on the cusp, and I think – you know, down the stretch, if they can put some impressive wins together and maybe climb up to 14, 15, and I know Arizona trying to do the same thing and climb up a little bit higher to get maybe 12 or 13, um, then that would give them uh, a little more cushion. And I still think there's a good possibility we could see five teams from the WCHL in the national tournament. And, Ar- and Arizona has uh, ASU uh, this weekend. And they still have a trip to Minot State coming up. And then they finish the season with ASU again at home, and and those will be uh, WCHL league games. But yeah, it's so they've they've got those games, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, as Liberty, he's, as Kirk Candy said, they got UNLV. They still got Minot State. They still got Ohio, who's been been playing better, and and uh, and Jamestown too. So there's there's some really uh, big games coming up there. So there's still, I mean, we, we see these rankings, and we've talked about them, and and where everybody stands, but. Uh, there is still a lot to be decided between now and February, into February when when the final rankings uh, come out. 
I really think it's exciting too that 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 he's going to bring his team out to Vegas and that they're going to have uh, a big alumni gathering uh, in <laughs> Vegas that week and that they're going to get what better place to do in. what better place to do that right yeah I mean yeah when you get a chance to play at an NCAA a school there plus you get to play UNLV and there's going to be uh, you know what four games and four nights again and um, I, I just think that's that's how you grow the game that's how you grow the uh, ACHA game and. As you know, I'm doing the uh, rivalry stuff. I did Colorado College in Denver at the NCAA level uh, last weekend. Tonight or uh, this weekend, it's going to be uh, the service academies with Army traveling to Air Force this weekend. Uh, so, you know, I mean, uh, college hockey is, is really starting to make some moves at uh, both the ACHA and NCAA level. And, and Liberty, and, and, and I know that, they love having their games at uh, City National, but if you're UNLV, maybe for that week, maybe looking, maybe look to play in a, at a, another venue. You know, like a, a you got the new uh, dollar. Do you have any more venues opening. there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there might be one opening. Might be one opening up here soon. Uh, the Dollar Loan Center, for example, that's going to be opening up soon, and that's six thousand seats. That's going to be the home of the Henderson Silver Knights and and uh, other things too. But upon the hockey for the Henderson Silver Knights, so maybe UNLV can play a game play those games there but you know if, if it's sitting but they do like sitting national it is intimate and stuff but for that kind of a week you know with with all that action um if it can fit in with all the schedules of the different rinks um then that would be great um the other thing about liberty too is it's a it's a quote-unquote uh, acha team we won't use the c word uh, we'll almost like make it like a cuss word we won't say the c word uh but uh it's uh it's a um you know, it's really like a NCA program. You look at their website. You look up the hockey program. It's it's on it's in the athletics banner. It's in, it's in their athletics website. It's not a, just a site that they run. It's under with all the other uh, sports that they have. Um, I guess a lot of them more are you know. And then their broadcast too, which we didn't get to ask about, but they do. The, their broadcasts are very high quality. I believe they the broadcasts are on ESPN Plus, which is where a lot of you know obviously professional broadcasts are done for NCA hockey and and other and other sports obviously across the, the worldwide leader but i believe that their home games at least are streamed on on espn plus uh so that's that's a real high quality uh a broadcast uh, uh production that they could get there plus they get the three thousand or so that he says uh, which i'm sure rivals some ncaa programs so you know more about that side of things but it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for unlv to go in there and have that kind of environment um to kind of get a taste of of that and and you know they've had some good they've got good atmosphere at UNLV and they've they've played some good crowds but this is going to be uh I think this will be a new experience for especially for this group this can be a new experience for them and uh we'll see how they they can handle it uh which I, I think they're going to they're going to be ready well ready for it but but it will be uh it should get the blood juices flowing okay so uh let's end tonight's show on a couple of serious notes um earlier this week uh, and the week before, actually, we had a couple of incidents in uh, minor professional hockey with uh, racism being involved again. And uh, we've talked about this for a long time. I mean, uh, it, it's just it, there's no reason, there's no place for it. And uh, I think it's time that, uh, that people just start realizing that it's not going to be tolerated. And if you uh, are going to make gestures or make comments, um, you're gonna you're gonna be gone. I know we had that situation in the AHL, and there's also a uh, um, you know a big incident going on in the ECHL. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up again. That uh, you know, I mean, treat people the way you want to be treated. It doesn't matter um, the the color of your skin or anything of the sort. Um, you just have to uh, you have to do what you have to do to uh, to maintain something, you know, to just uh, control yourself and treat you like you want to be treated. So that's my uh, soapbox on that. Um, the other thing is that today is, of course, uh, Bell Let's Talk Day for Mental Health uh, Awareness. And uh, I think the uh, the hockey community has really stepped up. And uh, it's just important to know that no matter what's going on in your life, there's always uh, there's always some someone there or some resource out there to help you uh and just don't be afraid to ask and uh, if you know of somebody that's struggling um reach out to them uh not only today but but every day okay yeah, and especially, especially with the 
with the pandemic the last two years, I know it's really been hard on a lot of people. It's been hard on everyone, but just, you know, with, with being, having to be kind of cut off from other people for a long period of time and, and being, having to be kind of isolated at home, it's, it's really affected a lot of people. And I think that kind of gets overlooked a little bit with the, with the pandemic and not gonna make this political, but obviously the health side of it was important for COVID. But I think the, the certainly the mental health of people has has been affected too by by COVID, and so it's important. Like a day like today, where um, you know with this bell, let's talk thing, and and to and to reach out to somebody as you said that that you know is struggling, or maybe maybe that you feel prompted to reach out to and to say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, you know, just thinking about you and stuff. That and uh, I think that can go go a long way. And and yeah, even though we, you know, I think that's so great that we the technology that we have this day. Um, to be able to talk with people, you FaceTime, video chats, and stuff like that. Um, even even if we, you couldn't be in person, or even today now, if you know somebody that you not can't see regularly in person, you can at least you can at least have that sort of uh, communication and and help and help out where you can. So, okay, and then uh, I'll I'll end it on this. Uh, I I've had the TV on TNT broadcast uh, watching uh, NHL hockey during the show, and and what I two of the most crazy things I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, Chicago ended up beating um, uh, Detroit eight to five. <laughs> they were up four, nothing. They were up six, three. It ends up being an eight, five game in favor of the Blackhawks. And then uh, I would been waiting all night to see the, uh, the start of the Colorado uh, Bruins game here and uh, Colorado uh, going for win number 17 in a row at home. Um, and I just see a violent hit. I don't think there was any intent. It was just a mid-ice collision between Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon, who we all know is a very big man, uh, got the, the brunt of it. Uh, he sprawled out on the ice, uh, bleeding profusely. I don't know if it's a broken nose or jaw or what, but, um, man, one of the most violent open ice hits I've ever seen. So um, our thoughts go out to, uh, to Nathan McKinnon. And I uh, hope that uh, everything's okay with him. But, man, weird. 13 goals in the first game and now a violent hit in the first two minutes of uh, this game. So just giving you a little update on what I saw on NHL hockey tonight. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Because, you know, I always like to get that that in here on this, this show. Uh, Vegas team is off tonight. Of course, they're in. Uh, it's kind of interesting because the Golden Knights were in Carolina last night. And, of course, uh, UNLV is going to be in. In uh, in Virginia, which is a basically another basically a state over uh, from North Carolina, so it's kind of kind of interesting how it all kind of. Kirk said two hours, two hours away, two hours from Raleigh, yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. You know what I call that, don't you? Short drive. <laughs> short drive, yeah, yeah. For you, it's a short, short drive. You, you've uh, done 14, I, 14 I, 15 I, hours in a day. I'm I'm loving this weekend because I am thirty five minutes from uh, the Air Force Academy. I've got I went there today. Did my uh, part of my feature on the Air Force Academy tomorrow? I'm going there to do the second half of it, uh, the feature with Army, and then uh, on Friday and Saturday, of course, it's the two games. But how much fun is that going to be? I've just been uh, just chomping at the bit to see it because the service academies are completely different. Uh, we had Coach Riley on from Army last night, and he said. Um, you know, it's so much different. Uh, Coach uh, Saratori today said it's special, the rivalry. And both of them agreed that the reason for it is when these guys get done playing hockey and they can only play for four years at the service academies, they're going to be on the same team protecting and fighting for our freedom. No, yeah, I agree. And and you see it with, uh, with the, when you watch college football in the fall and you see the – Usually, you see the Army Navy game. That's usually a big draw. Or the Air Force Academy plays in the for the they play for the Commander in Chief. So if they usually play another service academy each year, and uh, and that's always a bit, uh, those are always big big games and the very important games. It's it's the same, and uh, I'm sure in the other sports as well. Obviously, at hockey as well as as you said that the Air Force is playing Army, and and that's going to be a a huge series. Uh, what's what's nice about it is I think there's there's obviously a, a level of respect between obviously the different uh, service academies. But there's also a very uh, strong uh, desire to win and have those bragging rights over your fellow uh, military members uh, in in the other uh, in the other fields of uh, of the military. There. Well, I will tell everybody to tune in on uh, our YouTube uh, channel at Ice Time SW and see the feature, or go to the website IceTimeHockeySW.com. 
to uh, to check out the feature because it's going to be something special. Uh, I have a preview feature that will go up hopefully on Friday before the game, and then uh, I'll have a post-game one where you'll have a chance to see uh, how they do it uh, at the Air Force Academy and when they play uh, Army. It's a, it's a lot of fun stuff coming up. So, All right, my friend, take it away. Of course, next week's a big week here in Las Vegas because you've got the NHL All-Star festivities uh, here. So that'll be uh, yeah. That's uh, we'll talk about that on Wednesday for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so stay tuned on that. But uh, for now, from the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona ACHA D1 Hockey: A Rich History, Past, Present, and Future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes. Show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn & Suites. Our quality and value has earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at drurihotels.com. And by Burrito Express. Authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. You're getting uh, comfortable, it sounds like, with that new name, which is good. Uh, just, big hockey. Just reading, just reading what's on the screen. Just reading what's on the screen. <laughs> a big hockey weekend coming up in ACHA and NCAA hockey. We've got it all covered for you. Sunday night, Paul Hornstein and myself will be back with College Hockey Southwest uh, Live. And, of course, Stephen and I will be back uh, Wednesday night, a week from tonight, to uh, recap everything. And maybe we'll even tease a little bit about what's going on in uh, Vegas with that All-Star game as well. So stay tuned to everything at ITHSW Podcast. Download it. Share it with your friends. Tell them that we are the place to be for live hockey podcasts Sunday through Wednesday on the uh, Podbean app. Good night, everybody. Be safe, everyone.